Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wan, Pickups. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We've got a special one today. We've got a return friend uh, that we reached out to just in the nick of time, and he's going to tell you why. Friend, who are you? Joe Halliday, Hello, Sailor Effects. Hey, right hello, Sailor. Ahoy. You were a... <laughs> 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 okay, so can you explain to the audience why this was in the nick of time? Well, I'm in the military. Um, I've been in the Navy for about 18, 18 years, as I want to count, maybe too many. And we're just about to go on deployment um, somewhere out far east uh, for about eight or nine months. So... Uh, if we didn't squeeze this in now, I'd have been away at sea. Wow. So France? <laughs> France, yeah. <laughs> 18 years. So does, um, do you guys do 20 years and you retire? 22. Oh, okay. You guys have a couple more years and uh, yeah. us Yankees well, I, over here. I've, I've got I've got an American guy working for me at the minute. He's um, he's Because we can't fund our own Navy, so we have to have you guys come over. Yes, <laughs> cheap labor. <laughs> so, so we've got this American guy on board, and he's done less time as me, but he's got a little bit less to do than me, so he, he likes mm. to rub that in. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. So do you have to work really hard not to become, like, uh, admiral or commander or whatever? 20 years, jeez. Yeah. You have to be a uh, you have to be posh to be able to uh, get that far up. Ah, uh, still class class system yeah. style, yeah. Well, it's not so much a class system. It's more like if you go to university and you speak properly, you can go officer. But uh, for us, we go through the the non commissioned ranks. I'm I'm one away from as far as I can go. Uh-huh. But, oh my so goodness, that, 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 that's me. I wow. see. I, I don't know you guys have any, I think it's chief in, in, in your Navy or. Um, I'm sure, you know, hopefully hey, we'd love to hear from anybody actually in the Navy in whatever country you're listening to chime in and give our pal Joe a shout out when this comes out or any old time, just say hi. <laughs> well, while, while you're on that subject, after the last show, a guy got older me, he was in a Canadian Navy, he's a lieutenant, he was just, just leaving Um, he'd done his full time, I don't know what that full time was and he ordered the free range with his um, with a specific picture on in his ship's colours and all this stuff that tied him to the Navy. And when we got talking many, many, many years ago when I was on board HMS Montrose, we saved a Canadian submarine with another ship, the, the St. John's, who was a Canadian ship. We went out and two guys died. They were str- stranded at sea. Uh, and it turns out he was saving on his other ship at the time. Oh, so, wow. wow. It's a small and, world. I know. How, how random. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are very excited. We're going to talk to our pal Joe from Hello Sailor Effects, one of the most colorful pedal builders out there. And I don't just mean in the, you know, your aesthetic approach. I think you just, uh, I, I think it's fair to say you are, as you like to say, having a laugh at yourself to to a certain degree with, with the things that you're building. Absolutely. Yeah. And that uh, resonates. That makes people feel good, you know? So we're going to talk to Joe. He's been on on the show before. You can go listen to that previous episode. It's episode 144. And that's when we first got introduced to Joe. We had a great episode. Then we're going to have another one now. We're going to talk to him. Uh, He's been very busy uh, making, really evolving, uh, I would say, probably your, your entire 
approach to your pedals and uh, into some new equipment. So we're going to dig all into that, right, Joe? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I get bored real easy, so I've got to change it up, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've got some questions about that, that whole being bored and how you're doing stuff when we get there. But um, all right, let's. Uh, we got a couple of announcements real quick. So we're going to say thanks to... Road! Road! Road mics for providing the Roadcaster Pro, this lovely machine that is uh, making this podcast happen, as well as the Procaster mics and these, well, my articulating arm. I've got three empty ones here, which is very sad, but um, Jared and Tony are off in their own homes uh, practicing. Um, it's hard not to say this with a with a smirk, but practicing uh, safe podcasting. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and anyway, so uh, thank you so much to Road for providing that stuff. And again, as we mentioned before, um, most of us who are listening to this show uh, are involved in some sort of audio capture, or even you know doing videos, some video work, and some some of your own camera work in your homes. I mean, people are really mobilizing on that effort and uh you know they make some of the absolute best gear to capture audio for those circumstances so make sure you check them out thanks road thanks road uh and then we also joe where can people check out what you're making as they're listening along mainly instagram but also if you check out hello sailor effects.com you'll um you'll see a few of the things that i've built up that are ready for purchase yeah um, I will say that uh, your Instagram is a far better representation at this point. I w- yeah. I, you know, if you're if you're just breaking into to Hello Sailor stuff, then um, that's gonna that's gonna give you the best understanding of everything that Joe's doing in his world. Um, as is, you know, as is, you're busy making pedals, not managing a website. So I get that, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, uh, Tony or Jared, do you guys have any announcements real quick? I do not have any announcements. Jared, do you have any announcements? Um, I don't. Not <clears throat> not pertaining to announcement-worthy. When, when's <laughs> the next episode of, uh, of uh, Rewinds with Jared? I know. I, I got to drop one. I've been, uh, yeah. I got to drop an episode. I will. In fact, maybe I will during this podcast. What? Yeah, right. Nice. <laughs> I'm just how's, that ma- how's that make you feel, Joe? Yeah, I know. Well, oh, I'll tell you now, you dropped the first one right at the wrong time, and I'll get to that on my uh, on my things that I've been up to. Okay. <laughs> good, good. You know, it's kidding, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was, it was a kidney shot. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Uh. All right, uh, let's get on to what's going on in our music worlds this week. We're going to head on over to Tony Baloney's house and find out what he's doing, and then we'll check in with Joe. Sure. Well, uh, you know, this week, just like many other weeks, I've been uh, busy playing catch-up in the shop and starting to make some headway, feeling a little bit better about that. Um, but I did want to go back uh, a couple episodes ago. We were talking about the Dan Electro Longhorn yeah. And I promised to give you some uh, an update on that. So I'd like to do that now, if I may. Yeah. So um, the original Longhorn series, uh, the, it's the, the solid body version, uh, ran from uh, 1958 uh, until 1966. Um, after that, they uh, contracted with a, a Japanese uh, company. I think, believe it was Kawaii. 
to make a coral version, but it was a semi-hollow uh, version. Uh, but the one thing I wanted to talk about on the original Longhorn series is they actually made three different models. One was a, a four-string bass. Uh, one was a six-string bass. And then the one that is the most intriguing to me was a uh, double course. Uh, they called it a guitar Uh So it actually had 31 frets. So it, you could play it. That's like what a, that is. I, I saw the guitar yeah. and I'm like, wait, what the heck? So you could play it like, so it actually had, uh, I mean, like a double, I would call it a double course. Uh, I guess if you wanted to, you could capo at the 12th and play it like a mandolin or, you know, a six string mandolin. Um, but you know, that's, that was one of the reasons they went with that, you know, the super scooped out, uh, horn design. Mm. Um, but you know, it's, uh, <laughs> as, as, as some people would call it ugly as it was, it was actually, uh, kind of a practical instrument. And mm-hmm. as, as I was going through, uh, my a two my by band- four would have been better looking. <laughs> Now, come on. <laughs> well, I often I'm think kidding. I need more frets. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but th- I just thought uh, that I would share that with our listeners, and um, I, I knew that the the you know the guitar version definitely had some extended range, but I I forgot that it was this extended. Um, so yeah, you know what's funny is after we did have that episode, I was um, casually just thumbing through my uh, I've got a. I think it's called 2000 guitars or something like that. You know, one of these big giant coffee table books as everybody was getting ready for bed and I was thumbing through it. And then that's when I saw that guitar line. I was like, wait, is it not the long? What? what?" And then there wasn't enough of an explanation to tell exactly what that was. It's kind of that book. It's like, they just give you a little bit, but yeah. But I mean, even like, you know, when they had the, the six string bass, that was a relatively new concept. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Fender's bass six didn't really come out until, you know, the, the mid to late sixties. Um, so and people was, are still trying to figure out what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like John Lennon played it and that's all that needed to happen. Yeah. <laughs> people are going to buy it. You know? Yeah. There too you true. It. Too true. All right. Thanks, Tony. Uh, as always, you provide the uh, the bulk of encyclopedic wisdom uh, for the show, which... I provide the meat, not the muscle. That's right. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Joe. <laughs> Get us out of that. <laughs> All right. So this week, I've had absolutely loads going on. Firstly, I am... Um, I got in touch with Demodash Effects, so Steve Demodash. I don't know if you guys have had him on the show, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, we, well, he wants to do a pedal swap. You know, I send him a few bits, he send me a few bits, which is great. So I, uh, I packed him up a fuzz, a tone bender fuzz and a cost-off drive, and I received the pedals from him this week, and oh, my God, I should have sent him more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he sent me out a 112 plus drive, oh, yeah. Spadola fuzz, and a, and a T120 Deluxe, because I've got the T120 delay. Oh, my God. His pedals are unreal. Yeah. Like, the packaging, the quality of the pedals, the sounds. You, like, that 112 drive, you can't make it sound bad. No. You know, you can set it anywhere you like, and it just sounds amazing. Like, but yeah. yeah. So, I, I, I took them this weekend. They just blew my mind. Especially that uh, the 112 drive. is real good at that clean always on like what most people would use a clone for yeah yeah mm-hmm. or and you can also like really push it like big time oh definitely and the spadola fuzz that thing i weren't ready for that 
That that took me head off. Absolutely unreal. But uh, yeah. And it's Even super, I, super nice guy too. Oh yeah, it's such a nice guy. So maybe two years ago, a bit longer, Steve got hold of me and asked me to join a Discord group that there's a couple of builders in and, and what have you. Um, and he sent me a link and I just could not make it work because I'm a technophobe. And so <laughs> if you're listening, Steve, I'm really sorry. I haven't forgot about that. Uh, and I just never joined. I tried to get my, my, my 12 year old to help me and he couldn't do it. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, we got there in the end. I hope he really likes his fuzz because, uh, I feel like I sold him short with that one. Um, it's, it, I just love that you guys are doing that. That's fantastic. And you know, you are absolutely right. Those pedals are pretty special and, uh, it's it's kind of one of those weird things. Some people turn out pedals, just like here's another pedal, here's another pedal, here's another pedal. And there's some builders that are like, I make these and I make them really really well. And yeah, he's going to develop some new stuff, but you know he's had those on the market for a while, but they're still like ridiculous. And every time someone new runs into them, you know they run around the neighborhood going, "Oh my god, check this out!" You know, so that that says a lot about those pedals. He's, he's a very talented guy and it's all a lot of the the t120 is all in micro components what are the smd smt i they scare me no thanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah that you, so, you you are the you guys are literally on the polar opposite of the spectrum of, yeah. <laughs> of your approach to building <laughs> yeah definitely and another cool fact is the T120 he sent me, uh, the serial number is like 1,500. So I, and I never thought about serial numbers on my one. So I had a look and I've got number 77, which isn't mm-hmm. too bad. Yeah. So I, I got an early one as well. So I'll be keeping that, I think. Oh, that's fantastic. Very cool, yeah. man. Very cool. Uh, well, shout out to I, Steve Demidash for that one. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Also, I, uh, I, I had a little bid on eBay on, there's a guy selling a 4 effects early tone bender mark three it had no markings on it it was just you know a case um with some knobs on and what have you and he was no one was really bidding on it and i think because there's no proof that adrian ford built it and i was like well at worst case i'm going to get a tone bender mark three to mod make it look good and sell on so i bought it and took some pictures and sent them to adrian and just said did you happen to make this by any chance and he was like yeah that's an early one and oh, the transistors oh, are really good and and i was like yes Thank nice. you, God. I'll take that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a big score right there, right? Well, well, that's, that's another one that's probably going to be with me forever. I need to get hold of him, actually, and ask him if he'll sign the front because I'm an absolute fanboy. <laughs> that's a, he'd be great to get on the show. <laughs> oh, you really should. What a guy. I mean, talking about me in the military, that guy was a bomb disposal major. So he's like well up the ranks, a major bomb disposal expert. Oh, wow. He's yeah. basically harder than a coffin nail. <laughs> No, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I think, and, and he's probably the size of Jared as well. I, I met him at the London International Guitar Show, and what a nice guy, but he's, he's a big fella. Oh, man. Let's, um, maybe you, maybe we can connect after the show and, uh, we can get some connections on how to get him. I want to go to the London International Guitar Show. I know, right? Oh, it's my first. It's my first show as a vendor, and I bought me Melody Maker. It was just an amazing day. What a, what wow. a good day! Heck um, yeah. When does which that occur? Good, uh, uh, I think it's October time. Oh, all right. Uh, I, the Birmingham Guitar Show is better. Uh, I might add. Really? I think that's that, that's February times. It is better. It's bigger. A lot bigger. The bigger, the better, of course. 
Yeah, I, I would. If you're going to come over for it, I would definitely say Birmingham's better. Mm. Wow. Wouldn't that be fun, um, guys? If we could that's do all that, you had to say. Yeah, it would be expensive, but I don't care. <laughs> oh, we could get, I'd love to we, go. We could all get together, go on for drinks. Hopefully, COVID will be over, and we can. Uh, yeah, I make, love make that idea. I love that. Um, definitely go for that. W- careful, guys. He might. He try, might try to Shanghai us, and then we'll be really screwed. <laughs> <laughs> um, he got his signing bonus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So let's see here, Jared. How about yourself? Oh yes, it uh, has been very exciting. Uh, a week of uh, musical stuff that is not pickup related. Mm. Uh, so I have, <clears throat> I have had this recording set up for not quite a year, and I talked about it before. So I have this focus right, and there's a way to plug it into the iPad to use GarageBand, so you can share files with your friends. And uh, Mike's writing more music, and uh, and uh, he's he, I've been doing music with him for decades, and and so we have a lot of fun with that. He sends me over this new stuff, and I go to hook up my Focusrite to my iPad, and I'm like, it's it's not working. It's like the the iPad keeps telling me you don't have enough power for the Focusrite, and. Uh, <laughs> Well, gosh, even before that, I is couldn't. That the, is that the voice it has? It, it, when you read it, that's the voice that comes up in your head. <laughs> but I, even before all this, I had to download the new version of GarageBand just to, I mean, it was just, I'm like, why do I have to download all this stuff? And it was just I'm not used to that Apple technology where you have to, if you don't download the latest, you're screwed, you know? So I finally did all that, plugged the focus right in, said it didn't have enough power. And I'm just scratching my head. I'm like, this is the same setup, same setup. And I just, I suffered for a while. I got mad and pouted. And then I read on the internet. That's what you do when you can't figure it out. You go on the internet. And I read that you have to have the, the exact right charger to make this work. You have to have the charger that, or a charger, the same charger that comes with the iPad itself. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I just looked all over the house for that. And I think I left it at Mike's uh, <laughs> and oh, Mike's wow. two and a half hours away. So I'm like, well, so uh, stopped by Tony Baloney's yesterday to sign some things. And then I went to uh, the old Target um, <laughs> target and uh got me uh they had uh, i was lucky they had the the right uh things there so i got the charger and got home and boom it worked back in business yeah i mean it's i i never suffered and you know it was so like i i didn't know you had to be so exact and so i don't know technically correct to make this stuff work well sometimes apple is a little persnickety it is that's the exact word i was thinking Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) somehow i doubt that (laughs) here i think he was gonna go with not good (laughs) right (laughs) but anyway hey man i'm i'm back at business and and uh getting my guitars out again and playing again and it feels good man good good you have to send us some some links to some of the finished product when you have it done okay Indeed, Aroni. 
you, Todd? <laughs> How about you, Todd? <laughs> well, um, mine is kind of semi-guitar related. I, you know, I've mentioned on the show many times, putting out an album in 2020 that quite literally the week of when the whole world went to hell in the handbag. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And then so we like hit the e-brake on that and then we waited. We were like, what do we do? What do we do? And then we said, screw it. Let's put it out anyways. So in follow-up for that and as we're preparing like new material, I just wanted to give, uh, you know, another boost of adrenaline to the work that we've done. And uh, so I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to put out some IGTV videos for each of these songs. I'm not a videographer and there's no video actually involved. I'm essentially making a motion graphics thing to hopefully hold the interest in while you're listening. When you hear new music today, unless you listen to it several times, one of the reasons that we end up connecting with the song is because we can find a story or we can find our imagination at work. So this is an effort to try to do that. So I was sitting there trying to work on this and I'm a little bit out of my element. I've done some things in, in premiere pro, but um, not a ton. So I spent more time trying to, you know, figure out how to, cobble the stuff together and less finessing. But now I think I've got a formula that um, is going to work out really well. So I'm excited to put that out. Well, anyways, uh, that is our music world this week. Now, um, how about this? Thanks, Tony. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Hey, Jared. Yes, Tony. Would you believe that our buddy Joe here has never tried tour gear designs are you cables wow man he's missing out because they are awesome little tiny cables they're wonderful things and they're flat and they're uh very dependable and very how would you say affordable Affordable. That's one. But I was thinking of the thing with the with the they have the opposite uh, the S shape, the snake cable. Yeah, type they thing. come in different shapes and sizes. And, shapes and, and sizes. Uh, they all fit anywhere on the pedal, no matter what. I mean, that's that's my favorite part about these. They fit anywhere. You, you know, the other patch cables you buy, they don't fit everywhere, and the power thing, and it's just a tight squeeze. Not these. These wow. fit everywhere. Yep, and you know, you would think that something like that great would be very expensive, but it's not. Mm-mm. Oh my goodness, they are so nope. affordable, and I think Todd has a message about That's that. right. If you go to tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs, you are going to get 10% off your entire order. And they ship mighty fast, and they are all hand-tested to make sure that they actually work. These are outstanding pieces of equipment, and we are very happy and proud to um, to to share that with everybody. So that's tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs. Save ten percent on a whole bunch of these cables because you're not going to get one. You're gonna you're gonna go like I should just grab a bunch of these. Just get a bunch. So take my money now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got no, affirmation no from Joe. So uh, thanks Tour Gear for making a fantastic product. Joe, we're gonna we're gonna hear your four on the floor right now. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. I'm All right. Ready. This is this is part due. Part this is <laughs> this is the second four on the floor. So now you're gonna have eight on the floor. Yeah, he's got a super eight. Yeah, I'm cheating. <laughs> All right, let's do it. 
Okay, so my four on the floor starts with number one, the Kingsley Peasant. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of um, Jared from Kingsley, Kingsley Pedals. I don't, I'm not familiar with that one, Todd. No. He's, he's an English guy who lives out in Canada, um, and he's, he actually builds amplifiers, Kingsley, Kingsley amplifiers, okay. um, but he's branched out into valve-driven valve pedals or tube-driven pedals for you guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and the Peasant is a new one, but it, it's basically a Rangemaster sound, only with a valve in there, and you know how much I love the Rangemaster. Um, yeah, so it, it kind of interacts with your guitar's pickups, so it's very impedance sensitive. Just a great pedal all around. What, what valve is in there? A 12AX7. Oh, okay. Yeah. Basic uh, preamp. But it, it's running at high voltage as well. The, the thing draws 500 milliamps, but it's running at 300 volts DC inside. Wow. So it's, it's a proper valve pedal, not, yeah. not a valve caster 9 volt. Probably not a good it. idea to pour a beer on it. Oh. No. <laughs> it's built like a tank, let me tell you. <laughs> So, so I, I used to I used to have a Kingsley Maiden, which is a preamp, uh, like a Dumble inspired preamp, and I sold it um, after building my own amplifiers. Like, and now I can't get another one in the UK, and there's uh, a waitlist. Wow. So, what a mistake! But yeah, great pedals. Yeah, what's weird is that nobody is bothering to actually tag this person in any of their photos. <laughs> he, sure, he's I'm, not. He's not on Instagram, which is the ah. That's the problem then. Yes. Boy, how are you? Yeah, that's. But he's got a waiting list as long as you're on, you know. You can't get older than and, okay. and the pedals second hand are selling for maybe a hundred pounds more than what they're retailing for. Wow. So awesome. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not letting go of this one. I got it for Christmas. It's uh, it's it's staying with me. That's I say fantastic. that all the time. <laughs> I don't. You like when you get a piece of equipment? And you're like, I don't care what happens. I don't. I'm never getting rid of this. Oh, all the time. Isn't that great? That last one that you built there, that's probably number one. So, well, I'm oh, looking at much. I'm looking at a photo of that, of the peasant and man, that's a, that's a kind of a tiny pedal. Well, it's, it's kind of normal, normal pedal size. So, you know, like the MXR phase 100, it's the uh -huh. same size as that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's just, not bad. I, usually like, you know, anything that has tubes or valves is, is usually on a much larger uh, case. No, I have that pedal, the phase 100 is, it's not too big. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, well, there's a picture of of, uh, of the pedal in in someone's hand, and it looks you know so not quite a handful. Let, let's talk about really quick. You know, you mentioned this is a tube driven pedal, right? Yeah. Maybe you you can give us a understanding of because there's several out there. Like Wampler makes one, um, the Chandler tube drive. Like there's all kinds of tube driven effects. What is the real benefit or drawback from one of those? Well. Tubes are real old technology, aren't they? I mean, guitar pedals and guitar gear is all driven by industry, isn't it? So if you think we use tubes for everything, I mean, in the military, we used to, all of our comms units used to be tubes and, and, and stuff like that. And it's just outdated, so it doesn't react as quick. So you get sag or the how to explain. It's just a different technology. Yeah. It's the difference. I mean, if you're talking about an amplifier, like, for example, a tube rectifier, you're going to get less voltage out of it. It's going to react a bit slower um, to your plane. So when you, you don't get the sag when you're digging, uh, or you do get the sag, sorry, when you're digging. Mm -hmm. And then if you're using diode rectification, you're going to get that power instantly. So it's it's kind of like in your face. Um, there's, there's no way to explain it other than buzzwords on tone. It just gives a more organic 
feel under the fingers for gotcha. me. Gotcha. And and there's a there's a difference between running it at nine volts. If you're running it at nine volts, the valve itself or the tube is not actually doing all that much. Um, it, it needs a higher voltage. Ah, definitely. These pedals actually take nine volts because they've they've got a a, a voltage doubler, tripler, whatever inside oh, built okay. built in, so it boosts the voltage up. And it takes 500 milliamps, which isn't all that much, to be fair. So, yeah. it, fantastic bit of pedal. I've been looking at doing a valve pedal myself, and that's the benchmark. It's something like that. I'll never get up to that. You know, he, he's, he's been working with valves a long time. So, yeah. Uh, I, I'm actually I mean, looking, all, looking at all the bits in front of me now, thinking maybe I'll get into that too. That would be really funny to see the end result of that. And I say funny because the the kind of parts that you are known to use, like, <laughs> what is this going to be like? <laughs> Bol bolts on a full power transformer on the top yeah. of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, what's number two? Uh, number two is the R2R electric range master. Oh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, you heard of this Chris, Chris Vincent. I have, um, I just did a one minute wonder on it. Oh my the God. The demo. Well, and he's going I to be on one of our upcoming uh, episodes, too, yep, right? Yep. Oh, I can't wait for that one. So I found him quite a while ago. I'm going to say two years, maybe not, on, on Reverb. Now, my pedal didn't cost me anywhere near what they're selling for now, thankfully. I got in there early, and I've got a OC44 version. It's got Sprague Black Beauty caps in it, or Sprague Black Beauty caps. Fantastic pedal. And I measure all of my range masters next to it. Before I send them out, I'll play both of them. And, you know, that's the benchmark. If I can get somewhere in the ballpark of that, I'm happy. It is a great pedal. The thing that really impressed me about that pedal was that that uh, the multi-stop tone switch on the backside of it. Yeah, so I've, I've done a few of them myself. It's just instead of having a three-way switch for your input capacitor, like like I do on my Range Masters, it's a rotary six position. Mm -hmm. I've, I've done a few fuzzers with them as well. Real good idea. And the way you wires it, it's a work of art inside. I nearly put, never put the back on it. If it weren't for the fact I wanted to put it on my board, I'd have mm -hmm. left the back off just to, to look at it. I mean, I'm showing the wife, like, look at this. And she's like, what? It's just <laughs> 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 like, no clue. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. you showed but, her the pedal. Yeah. <laughs> da ding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Real, real good pedals. Work of art inside now. And there's some big players, like uh, I think Jared James Nichols is playing them now. And, Un unbelievable man i'm looking forward to that episode now is yours the amp top uh i've uh, no mine's just a normal pedal it's a smaller enclosure size with uh the range control and then the input capacitor uh, clicky switch yeah gotcha i i sent you the link for the the amp top version that that uh he sent us so oh, that's, cool. That, that's, cool. Yeah, that's one that, that just blew me away. <laughs> so, so I was watching his, his pedals for a while and talking to him about getting one. And then he posted, I mean, I think mine's number one, four, something, 140, something anyway. And he posted a picture of two of them uh, identical for sale with one of the first rotary switches for the input cap that I'd seen on them. And I was like, I've got to have one of them. Got to. Got in there straight away. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool stuff, and is really great. I I loved to, you know talking to him on the phone before we have guests on. I I do try to have like, hey, let's get to know each other a little bit, so you don't just have a cold. How do you do? Um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, I, we were talking for like an hour, and I'm like, well, he's, I he's can't, so knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah, 
also, I don't want to say not self-aware. There's some people that are knowledgeable that are very self-aware and he's just like, I just love doing this is fun. And I hope the stuff sounds cool. You know, it's like, that was his attitude. I'm like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> so he, yeah. he's going to be on the show this week, actually. Oh, look forward to it. So number three. Number three is uh, from my pal Adam at Chevdone Effects. It's the Messiah Drive. It's his Marshall in a box. Um, how, how do you spell, what is it, Chef Tone? Uh, C-H-E-V-T-O-N-E. Ah, Chef Tone. Chef Tone, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it, it's basically his, uh, his Marshall in a box, but it's it's beautiful. So inside, it's got all, you know, the Russian paper and oil capacitors, the, the large ones as well. He's the only guy I know that mounts them on a PCB. Fantastic. Um but it's, it's just a great pedal. It's a great Marshall in a box, two foot switches. And you know when something sounds distorted and gainy, but very clear. So it's almost no gain whatsoever, but really gainy, if that makes sense. I love that. And that's actually something that um, I found in the pedal that you sent me that I, that's, that's sort of the thing that I want. I don't want it to just sound like the effect. I don't want it to just sound like a wall of overdrive or distortion if i dig in i want it to sound like i'm digging in if i'm not i want it to be just kind of like sitting there what, what is the pedal name again uh it's the messiah drive messiah drive all right so m-e-s-i-a-h cool well that's another new one i'm following that right now bang so I'd, I'd just like to say that I hassled them and hassled them and I got number one, the very, very, so it's not, it's, it's not, it's not PCB. It's in a different shape enclosure. It's hand painted and all of this. And he said to me, you know, don't ever sell that because that's not the pedal. Don't let that get out. And I'm like, no, I'm having that. So I, I finally got that one. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's, I love when you, you know, it, that's what it's all about. That's the things that we are, that we get excited about that we're chasing, you know, uh, Jared and I each have one of Wooly's hand painted early Fettle boosts. It's like, oh, man, that's yeah. brilliant. And I lo love his hand painted stuff. It's like, so oh, good. So do I, man. You know, it's just it a little is. bit more special. Red noise, same thing. Got a hand painted one and now they're, they're all screened and everything. So when you do find somebody that you are interested in like that and you run across and, and, and it, a lot of times it's guys who are just starting out, like jump on that, support them get those pedals and, and because those are the ones that um, they're never going to make again. And, and there's no two that are ever the same. You know, that's, that's kind of how I started to like pedals more than I ever have before, because uh, joining this podcast, I find myself buying the pedal from these guys, not only because, you know, it sounds good, but more so because it had more of a personal touch to it. Yep. And now I've got all these pedals and I'm like, oh man, I guess I'm becoming a, a big pedal guy now. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's really the magic that, uh, Joe, that you've captured with Hello Sailor is that definitely I mean, everyone is like that. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah. I, I think I, I could never do the, the knocking them out one after another perfect every time. I, I just, I could never do that. Yeah. You got sailors to boss around all day, man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, if you ask my 13-year-old what his dad does for work, he'd pretty much tell you that. Tells people off in work all day. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what do you got for number four here? Uh, number four is the TruFi 18-volt color driver. 
Mm. Yeah. So the, the old color driver, you know, the one of the, the very first drive pedals um, made in Denmark Street, London, you know, them ones. It's their version of that. Oh, cool. oh nice. So it's, it's got like the treble and bass controls and the drive control. And mine's got a master volume on the side as well. It's all in like a unique enclosure. I, I ordered mine in candy apple red, but you can get all custom sparkle colors and all sorts. And just really well made. You know when you pick up something as, as a guy, you pick it up and you go, that feels really well made. Like, yes. you know, mm-hmm. like, yep. mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I walk around the house with it, like weighing it up in my hand for, for quite some time before I ever plugged it in. Like, wow, oh, I really like this. Um, yeah. And, and that's my last one. It, it does like, you know, pretty much almost clean. If you, if you dial it back almost clean, just give your amp a little kick to right the way chaos too much for the amp to handle and everything in between. Um, it's really more of a fuzz than, a, than an overdrive, but yeah, great so, pedal. So to be clear, this is the same TrueFi TRU-FI? Yes, that's the one. Okay, so, so I actually contacted them in 2018 and we went back and forth and then it just, and you know, didn't really hear much back from which... I think I was confused because it says in there in West Cumberland, Maine. And uh, West Cumberland sounds a very UK kind of place, <laughs> but but Maine doesn't. So I was like, well, uh, you know, I th- anyway, so maybe that was, a, it was just like, hey, this is going to be tough because I don't know. But I should, they're, def- uh, they're definitely in the States. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, but that's a, it's a real good pedal. It's, it's really unique. And all of their stuff is real quality. I've got, I've got a couple of friends over your side of the pond who, who put me onto them. So um, and a couple of people that I, I trust to direct me yeah. in my tonal direction, you know? It is a very, I mean, it's a, it's an old school, all of their stuff looks very similar to each other. Um, yeah. They're not like radically unique pedals amongst themselves. They're colored, but no. they all kind of have that uh, early color sound kind of fuzz shape and all that stuff. Yeah, and, and as far as I know, they're the only ones who have them enclosures. They're, they're their own thing. Yeah. They're, they're like the almost normal pedal size, probably a little bit wider, a little bit deeper, but but they're their own. You know, I couldn't buy their enclosures and make my own pedals, which I like. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, man, oh man, how fun. What a great four on the floor. Um, yeah. I mean, I was happy to Yay. spend as much time as we did there because, you know, you are impassioned about the pedals that you have and you're excited about them and you're supporting those other people. And then, you know, that's great to hear. Thanks very much. I, I could have gone on. I very nearly, very, very nearly put the Dookie drive in there. It's, it's one of my favorite pedals. I but, think uh, you just did. Yeah. I know. I cheated <laughs> yeah. a bit there. Cheater. <laughs> that was the absolute perfect four on the floor. Yeah. Four and a half on the floor. That's right. <laughs> so, Joe, let's let's get into the the guts of why you're on the show. Um, aside from just being a fun person to talk to and a real true supporter and enthusiast of not only the things that you're doing, but the things that everybody else in the community is doing, um, you have been very busy since we last talked to you, and I think not only in developing some new things, which you're going to talk about. But I, I could be wrong, but I feel like you have shifted your pedal build. You know, when, when we had you on, you were playing in somewhat the same sandbox as a lot of people. But as far as like enclosures and just like how things are done. And then you just kind of like said, ah, I'm going to do my thing over here. It, does it feel like that's evolved? Am I getting that about right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
I just like to be a bit different. I've never, I've never been one to jump on the bandwagon, as it were. So, yeah, I've, I've kind of gone in my own direction, and that's took me wherever you know, whether that be enclosure shape, style, artwork design, circuit design, component size, yeah, or, or whatever. And then I kind of wandered into the into amplifier world after building it, my first um, brown face deluxe amp, and then left after a while. I sold it, missed it, decided to build myself a new one. And then I kind of got sucked into amplifiers big time. I, w- I went on a bit of a journey. Um, it started with buying a two rock, and then a victory, and then um, I migrated to building my own and building my own out of vintage vintage amplifiers. And that's where I'm stuck at the minute. Is a uh, squarely in the vintage vintage amplifier and, and area. Those are relatively um, they're smaller amps, yeah. Oh yeah, so so the I've been building um, Filmo sound amplifiers, so you know the old Bell and Hall projector amps. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the three eight five is the one that most people know, which is nineteen fifty nine sort of time. But I, I found a load in the UK uh, model six hundred ones from nineteen forty eight, so they predate the Tweed. Wow, so that, that output transformer is older than a Tweed Deluxe, mm. and it, there's just magic inside them. I don't know whether the magic is dust and age or what, but <laughs> <laughs> they sound good to me. Yeah. <laughs> but and and of course, I can never do things normally, and because the amplifier chassis are so small, I mean, I'm looking at one on my desk now, and it's not much bigger than the than the uh, Tweed Champ chassis I've got sat next to it. I mean, it's certainly shallower it's just, it's not much longer than it and um, so there's no place for it for a, a tag board or a terminal board or anything like that so it's all done point to point which is another fun little twist wow um, yeah so, so and sorry todd go on well i you so you made one you're making another I, I mean is the is the plan to just make a bunch of them or are you still developing uh, your own version of that amp Oh, well, I've, I've sold two and I've kept one for myself. So I've, I've made three so far, sorry. Um, and then I also built another one that was out of new new components that I sold um, this weekend, just gone. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I, I've got another two to do. Um, I'm looking at one now on my desk that, I mean, it is, it's a, it's a later model, so it's a 1951, so it's got an aluminium chassis. I could get right into it, which I'm not going to. But uh, the output transformer was bad which is the magic part. And I felt a little bit down about that, but because I'm an absolute gear hoarder, I bought an old amp. I am. My wife hates it. I'm really sorry, love, if you're listening. Uh, I, I can't help it. I, I'm like a magpie. I'll go through eBay. Oh, that looks good and old. And then it gets, you know, it gets stored in the house for two years before I touch it. And, yep. Yeah. So, I'm the same way. I've got so much stuff in the basement, so much gear. My wife doesn't even come down. <laughs> she, she just stopped coming down to look is and that the trick good. that's what you have to do that's exactly right you scare <laughs> them from coming to the basement where all the stuff is <laughs> yeah that's a good chunk yeah <laughs> so i had this uh this 1940s ampro uh ampro premier 20 film projector amplifier so it's a dual 6v6 amplifier so the output transformer and that perfect so I've just retrofitted that to it and bolted it on. It's a bit of a, a hodgepodge job because the aluminium chassis isn't really that strong. So the, the weight of the transformers was weighing on it. So I had to cut up some unnamed metal 
from work. Sorry, work, if anyone's listening. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, uh, tell you what system that, that was from. <laughs> so, so that's all screwed together now to give it a bit of, a bit of strength. And that, that's going to be number four. And then I've got one more model, 621, um, which I think is from uh, rather on 1950 coming. And then that is me. Uh, before I go, hopefully I'll be able to bang them out. Yeah. But uh, they're basically a tweed deluxe. So when I, when I first opened the ones I had, the power transformers were knackered. So I, I used a UK um, power transformer so we could use it over here. And then a lot of the components had drifted. You know, the electrolytic caps had gone bad. And I, and I like to keep things vintage correct. I would love to do that, like use the correct pots and stuff. But a lot of the stuff was failing. So I, I swapped it out for other vintage components. And that gave me the um, the idea to strip it out and build my own amp, which started as a 5e3, and then I kind of migrated into a lot of the Dumble mods. I don't know if you guys have, have looked into, like the, I think he calls it the Tweedle, Tweedle D. <laughs> it's a it's great Tweedle name. <laughs> I know, what a great name. Well, I, I took some of them mods just to make it more pedal-friendly. And I know a Tweed Deluxe is great with pedals, but I like a lot of pedals. And, you know, there was a lot about it I didn't like. So um, I stole some of Alexander Dumble's mods, just to make it a bit more pedal friendly. That was really working out well. And, wow. and luckily, the two guys who have bought them off me so far, um, well, I say luckily, both of them have been either in, in the industry or there or thereabouts. Like one guy does a lot of recording um, and the other guy is real big on Instagram. And um, what's the new one that all the kids are into? Um, tick, 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 that, that's the one. I was going to say TikTok, but we'll go with tick, TikTok. Uh, he's big on that, so he's got thousands of followers. He does some recording himself. And so I sent them both out, and I was thinking, in my head, these are the best amplifiers I've ever played. And I've played, I've, I've owned a lot. You know, I'm like, I buy and sell them almost weekly. Um, I, but I was thinking maybe because I've built them, I'm I'm thinking that myself. Mm. But both guys got back to me and said, oh, my God, they, they, they're so loud for such a small, you know, I think they're about 15 to 20 watts um, without measuring it. And, and they're like, they're so loud and clear and, and dynamic you know you can pick lightly it does nothing you can dig in and it it like goes rock in your face and, and that's exactly what i wanted so it's kind of affirmation that um that, that they're not too bad Fantastic. i had a question can yeah you, since you've had the opportunity to work and replace components on vintage versions versus uh you know starting fresh from start from scratch building uh with new components do you notice much difference between the you know the vintage sounds uh versus the the amps that you're you're making with new components with transformers absolutely so the output transformer in my mind and i'm sure there's amp guys who are listening now calling me every name under the sun and telling me i'm wrong <laughs> maybe <laughs> It may be in my head and it may be vintage drug, drunk, but, um, you know, as Mick from that pedal show says, if it's in your head, it's real. You know, if yeah. I can feel it and think it, then it's got to be real on it because it is. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that output transformer makes a big difference. Mm. Um, I don't know whether it's the materials that they add, the, maybe the, the magnets that they use or something. I, I'm not sure. There's definitely something about the old ones that sounds different. Whether that's better or not, I mean, that's up to you. I've, I've noticed just changing the uh, the rectifier valve from a vintage 5Y3, um, like I got a couple of Kenrad ones, some real old uh, 50s, lovely, but they put out less B plus voltage than, than the newer, say like a Sovtec 5Y3. Mm -hmm. So you get more sog, sog, sag, you get more sag. So it sounds more vintage, to, you know, the, it sounds kind of browner, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then the, the newer valves or the, you know, if you were to put like, I don't know, 
uh, a GZ34 in here, that outputs more voltage. So you're going to get a different, if it's going to feel different under the fingers, it's, it is different. So, uh, yeah, I think it definitely does. And when it comes to things like electrolytic capacitors, I mean, I'm not that vintage mad that I would put old electrolytics in it in an um, in an amplifier because you're just shortening the life of it then things go bad after a while so you might as well use an eye setter f and t's or or sprig or whatever i like that you are not being bound by your chase for the 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 vintage correctness there's i think that's that's pretty smart um you know that's that that's how people do it with a lot of cars too they're like look i want to make this as correct as possible but i also want it to be able to perform in the in the realm of what today's cars perform and you're kind of doing the same thing yeah, I mean, I don't want to send it out to someone and it, it, it blows a electrolytic cap in a power section and they come back to me and said it's broke in like two weeks. I mean, you can't put a timer on that type of thing. Yeah. With with that said, though, there are a lot of, like the, the silver Mika caps, the old, um, the old, they call them domino capacitors, like little brown square capacitors. Them things last forever and they're really good. And I do test every capacitor I put in, new and old, um, just to, to make sure that they're not, um, you know, Passing DC or anything like that, right. anything like that. Tony, <laughs> I just, Todd, shut it, shut it. Um, what, some of the things I was thinking about uh, on the way to the podcast today was like I was trying to figure out like how much free time does Joe actually have? I mean, that's a no, that's like a game a, show a right second. there. <laughs> I have no free time whatsoever. Well, I, you're building these on the sh- on the ship, uh, on the ship or at home for the night while my wife and kids sleep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm duty on board, I'll, I'll, um, I'll either finish my duties or tell other people to do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really. If anyone from work's listening, obviously I don't do that. You should, um, tell, them to, you should but, tell them to build amps and pedals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's I'm also, sure. it's funny that you call it work. Like if anybody's listening from work, a, the Navy. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm in a fortunate position that there isn't too many people. Like I run my own group. So that I've only really got three bosses in my department after me. And there's only one each of them. So that, you know, I don't work for many people. So I'm fortunate in that way that I can manage my time on board. So outside of the normal Navy 16 hour day, I have my own time. That's so, just, so you get like a day off, you do two days on or what? No way. How's that no, work? No, not a chance. You do 16 hours work, eight hours sleep or whatever. It's kind of that routine. So them eight hours sleep, I can go and build um, <laughs> pedals. Which, <laughs> let's just make sure you're not manning any like, you know, big giant red button devices. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, uh, I'm I, 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 I was got, building amps all night. Oh. <laughs> I, I've got to the point now where, I, where I'm the guy who fills in the paperwork. I'm on the boring, <laughs> the boring end of the the stick. So I'm, I'm reminded the American guy who works for me. He's he's doing a job that I've just come from. Although he's the same rank as me, he, he uh, he's in the position below me, and he's always laughing because he's he comes up and shows me a spanner or you guys a color wrench, and he says, "Do you remember what this looks like?" Like are oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and for back to our Smith reference, uh, a sponge and a rusty spanner. That's what that <laughs> is. It's a rusty wrench. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So uh, let's see. When you are when you are building these at sea, and you know we mentioned 
you're deploying for almost a year, which is why we yeah. wanted to rush and get you on the show. So yeah, yeah. when you are doing this, are you just bringing in like crates full of gear and, and parts and stuff? How, how are you managing to knock all these things out? Pr- pretty much exactly that. So I've got a, uh, over in the UK, the UK listeners are laughing now. I've got a bag for life. So that's like a, a really, really, really strong carrier bag. It's not like a, a plastic bag that you get your groceries in. Yeah. It's like a, a super grocery bag. So I've got one of them with all my uh, my soldering iron in and, and, and other like, you know, my meter and my transistor tested and all that stuff in that that I take to and from work if I'm working at home or, or in work. And then I'll just take in boxes of components or, you know, bits of amplifier transformers, lug them all the way onto the ship if I know I'm going away. And then um, I'm... As I say, I'm fortunate enough that I've got quite a bit of storage on board because I've I've got my own group that I, you know that have their own workshop, so I can I can squiddle stuff away and then just pull it out as and when I need it, you know, mm-hmm. which is um, which is quite handy. And th- thankfully, the guys in work are quite good. No one's going to come in and start messing with my components. They're all like, "Don't mess with that guy's stuff." Now it's um, it's good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm quite fortunate that I can man two jobs at the same time for now. That's pretty fantastic. Um, have you ever had to fix the ship? Uh, with, with, with components from my pedals. You probably Absolutely. could because they're big enough. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you the story, right? On, on the odd bridge of a Type 23 frigate, which is what I serve on, the guy who drives the ship, you know, his little hand wheel, just below it, there's a little switch that takes it through to um, autopilot. They call it or, or just normal navigation where you can control it. So they can set a course, flick the autopilot on the ship, a drive itself type thing. Right. And they, they fiddle with that switch. You know, they fiddle, fiddle, fiddle until the nut comes loose <laughs> and it drops inside and shorts something out. And they lost sort of simple as the, the washer and the, and, and the nut off the, off that switch. It's only a, a you know, a four pole uh, double throw switch or something like that, two pole double throw switch. Um, so I had to use one of my switches to fix it once while we were at sea because we, we couldn't get one for love nor money. Um, and the boss actually come and see me, the, the marine engineer officer, my, <laughs> my, my, my big boss, and he was like, Chief, where the hell did you get that from? And I was like, yeah, don't ask him. <laughs> 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 I, I just had one in my locker, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, on some other ships, some guys going like, "Where's the nut for this thing?" <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> well, it, it, it works out well because a lot of technology is moving on. So when they upgrade parts of the ship, the older technology, which would be like point-to-point wire and yeah. tag boy wire and old big capacitors and stuff, that goes in the skip. When it's not, if it's not in like a permanent item, it goes in the skip and it's gone. And as long as it's touched the skip and gone in there first, I'm allowed to then go in afterwards oh, wow. and, uh, and get it out. So, so I can reclaim quite a bit of, you know, like old transistors and stuff, especially from like the Tannoy um, systems and stuff like that. If you make friends with the comms guys, when they're throwing stuff away, they give you the heads up. And, and so that way makes its way into some pedals uh, here and there. I've, I've actually stopped listing where all the components come from because I've completely forgot. <laughs> uh, I can't. <laughs> I collect them up. I mean, going back to the uh, to the R2R electric range master, in the back of that, there's a list of the year and every component, where it's from, what manufacturer, the lot. And that, you know, Chris is neurotic with that stuff, and I love that, but I'm not that organized. <laughs> yeah. I get a kick out of showing people the back of that. Free range. Uh, free range. Um, 
I just know it as the suck it pedal. <laughs> but um, I've probably unscrewed the back of that more than all of my other pedals combined because I get such a kick out of showing people. I'm like, look at this. This is nuts. <laughs> Do you know, that is such a big enclosure and I filled it. I'm when I finished, I opened it up and looked and I'm like, oh God, that looks like it's gym work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, it literally looks like when you, if you open up the back of a, a TV from like the, like 60s or 70s and you're like oh, yeah. what so yeah, that, I, yeah. I love that stuff i mean one guy actually said to me not long ago he said i'm not trying to be rude but your pedals look like an old amplifier that's just you know soldered together by you know whoever in in the 1940s and i was like wow that's the nicest compliment anyone's ever <laughs> told me <laughs> yeah thanks thanks very much well, yeah. and you, you did take the time to glue a lot of it too, like so that it yeah. doesn't wiggle around and stuff. Um, yeah. So nice. at the beginning, I had a lot of a lot of, especially going over to the states. I mean, I don't know if your your post people play football with it on the way into <laughs> on the way into shipping it, but yeah. I had a lot of stuff come loose and and people saying, you know, like the jack isn't even screwed on. Like, what? Why would I not screw a jack on? And the postal service out there really let me down a few times many years ago so i've talked to there just adding a little bit of epoxy just a, a dab here and there to, yeah. to make sure nothing moves yeah. yeah you've been doing a lot of range master type stuff also you know known as treble boost uh, is that um that's your sweet spot is that the most popular build that you've done I don't know if it's the most popular. A lot of people like the Kossoff drive, but I really, really, really like Range Masters. Yeah. And I want to sell people on them. I mean, if someone says to you treble boost, you just kind of shy away from it as a guitarist, like everyone. Yep. But it actually cuts treble. It doesn't boost treble whatsoever. Yeah, that's that's always been the thing. It's a it's a, a big misnomer. You know, yeah, it like bumps boost. the mids. Yeah. Bumps the mids. And it, it actually cuts this. So if any of you guys are interested in um, on how a range master doesn't boost treble. My my buddy over at a Rocket Complex on YouTube. Uh, check him on YouTube and Instagram. Also, they just a brought a Rocket Complex. All yeah, one word. All one word on a on Instagram and YouTube. Yeah, but it's it's the name of his band, a Rocket Complex, and they actually just brought out a single called Freshen Up, and it's about the guy who sits in the toilets spraying aftershave on people. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and they filmed it in our local nightclub, which uh, coincidentally is where I met my wife. Not uh -huh. in the toilets. But, um, yeah, so, <laughs> but uh, he, he filmed a video uh, on the Range Master and he analyzes it um, and shows you how it doesn't boost treble. It, it gives the mids a push and he shows you different ways to use it. And he took a couple of my Range Masters to film it. He's just a super, super knowledgeable guy and a great video. Well, your Range Master is nothing to sneeze at. And I'm running drives into that as well as the, the you know, the, the cost off that it's paired with. So the brilliant thing about that. I think a lot of early treble boosters, you, t you tend not to see the variable switches on them. You know, it's just sort of like a sweep, a kind of, you know, yeah. here's more trebly, here's more, or, you know, here's more midi or not. And what I love about like the one that you built for me and the one from R2R is that it doesn't matter what other drive is going in or out of it. Um, and or what kind of pickup you're using to me that's the real big thing because you may have a sweet setting for something that sounds fantastic on a humbucker but then if you go single coil man that i mean it sounds like a completely different monster and maybe not at a good one so the the ability to to switch that up and get those variable tones on command without just just the sweep itself 
is um is really really helpful oh yeah thanks i mean your one actually has a, a an input transformer circuit so it's basically a transformer wired as an inductor so the the germanium transistor and it always sees a guitar's pickup impedance so that that's how you can get away with putting yeah that's uh, what i was gonna say <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm talking like I invented that. My <laughs> my mate Stu over at Tate Effects, he, he gave me, or I was sort of almost there on that circuit, but I had all the values wrong. And I'm, I'm the type of transformer, and he kind of like gave me his a uh, circuit, which was like an ultimate cheat sheet. And and that to me makes such a great um, such a, such a great start for the range master. I mean, as a as Rachel says, anytime you can add a transformer in the circuit, it's a good time. So. I'll take that one. Oddly enough, though, the R2R one doesn't have a, a, a transformer in it, but it still plays really well with everything I've thrown at it. So go figure. Yeah. And it's remarkably simple. I opened up the back. I was like, this is it. But <laughs> but it's like, not that, um, I don't say that as this is it. I There should be more. I was just amazed that the simplicity of it was able to do all that. But I guess that's kind of what everybody likes, you know, the, the range master so much. Well, cause there's so few components, every single component matters. I mean, you know, you change one thing and it changes the sound massively. Yeah. And, and I know that R2R electric, Chris will have sat there and, and measured everything, tested it. He'll have gone through countless amounts of potentiometers. I mean, I had a discussion with him where he was telling me he takes all potentiometers apart and swaps the insides of them for the oh ones with goodness. the values that he likes. Oh, I mean, wow. that is getting right into it. And, and it's that attention to detail. I mean, I'm pretty sure he, he rates the, the potentiometer as being one of the, the most important components in the, in the range master, which is a new one on me, but I'll take it. Um, so yeah, he, he, he's really put them together. Well, which is what counts in that yeah. little circuit. I mean, if you're building something like a BD2 blues driver, that's a massive circuit. You change a resistor here, a capacitor there, you know, it's going to be subtle. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, actually spoken with Tate effects a couple times, trying to get them on the show. And um, so, you know, put a word in his ear, you know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely. I mean, th this guy was, he, he's a, a full on pedal company. By the time I got into pedals, he was, you know, putting them out there. Everyone knows him. He's designed his own circuits. He's got his own branding. His enclosures are all professional. He's doing everything perfect. He's a big guy. And then I happened to, start speaking to him after going on a UK podcast and he just sent me a pedal, sent me some circuit designs to try, you know, like super generous, real nice guy. You know, I'm, I was a, literally a nobody and he's just like, yeah, here's a free pedal. Here's the secrets to my circuit. Wow. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely worth getting him on the show. And um, civilian wise, he's like an aircraft fueling engineer. He's super clever and, and knowledgeable himself. And he's such a perfectionist. He puts pedals up for sale as being seconds and I'm looking at it going, it's better than my first, you know, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't see the mark he's talking about, but to him, it's not perfect. So it can't go out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So as you're building these, are you just kind of like, are you getting a stockpile or are you like, what's your turnaround right now? Oh, so, I mean, it all depends on how much free time I get, but okay. So I'll, I'll drill maybe five, five or six enclosures all at once and they won't all drill, be drilled the same. Uh, cause you know, I get bored. Uh, but I'll drill five or six of them together and I'll I'll finish them sorted at the same time, but in different finishes. Like, you know, I've got the, the fabric finishes at the minute. So at the, right in front of me, I've got one covered in peacock feather felt. Uh, that was done. And then the next one's the Hello Sailor badge in fabric. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll finish them and then I'll build the circuits all together, although the circuits will be different. 
And then as I'm putting them together, I take pictures of them, put them on Instagram, and pretty much before the circuit's built and put together, I'll have someone message and probably take it off my hands um, or, or there or thereabouts. Very rarely do I get to the point where they're actually listed on my reverb shop and, and then people buy them from there because... That's awesome. They, they just seem to get snapped up. And I think it's because uh, my building, so on and off, you know, if I go to sea for a couple of weeks, I haven't built one for a while, I'll come back and build one and someone's been waiting, they, they're right there to buy it. So I, yeah. I think that may be it. Yeah. And of course, they're all one of a kind. So if you see a finish, you're like, there's no point in waiting about because it, it's never going to come around again. Well, that's where, you know, you were pointing out that it could be that you're, you know, haven't been building them for a while, but I would venture to guess that it would be because these are one-offs. There's not going to be another one like it. So if you do like it, you, you got to grab it. You have to, you're putting yourself so much into each one of the things that you're doing. And, uh, it's, it's something that we're celebrating really. Well, thank you. I mean, even even down to the transistors, I'll test them before they go in to make sure that the correct gain, the correct leakage, obviously, germanium. And so so I'll go through them all. And it, if a good value comes up and I put it in a range master, um, that's never coming around again. It's a bit of history that's, that's yeah. there in that one pedal. So, yeah. yeah. Do you have a, a cat in heat over there? What is, what is that? Uh, it's a no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That, that sounds a lot like my daughter beating up my missus. <laughs> I'm the missus. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Um, so, uh, look, people who have not yet gotten hip with the Hello Sailor, if you don't have one of these yourself, you, you're hearing it right from Joe. I implore you to get one for yourself because it is handmade directly from him it is a one-off there is no you will there are no two exactly like and that's pretty special in the world of the things that we like so highly highly encourage you to get a hold of him and grab something all right joe we're if you don't mind we're gonna mosey on over to jared's uh neighborhood real quick and right. uh, do some do some of his stuff so now it's time for one of our favorite games on this show. I think it's the only game. And <laughs> right. And here's a little jingle before we start. Would you rather? Perfect. So you're walking down the old street. You're welcome, John Esterly. And you realize, hey, man, it's my birthday coming up. And let's say your your best buddies, Todd and Tony, they're gonna really go on, they're gonna go all out this time for your birthday because you're turning 40 or 50 or something like that. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> let's say 40 because it's better than 50. <laughs> so would you rather would you rather have good old Tony go to the store and buy a brand new Les Paul? Doesn't a have brand to be a new ball. guitar. Brand yeah, new guitar. It, it, it's just a brand new, fresh, factory fresh, everything stock. That he thinks Brand you new, want. shiny, awesome thing that he thinks you might want, right? Or would you rather have Todd save a few bucks, but he buys this awesome, gnarly, Warren used, who knows what it's been through, awesome Gibson Les Paul or something like that? 
What would you rather? What would you rather have? Would you rather have the brand new, untouched, nice stock, or would you have rather have the used, you know, been through the ringer type of thing, but you know it, you know, still plays awesome and it, it's been through the test of time. Hmm. Mm. This is a very good one. Very, very good one. Um, Tony Baloney, we're gonna hit you first, then we're gonna sail across the ocean blue and see what Joe wants to do. Yeah. And then Ooh, uh, well you keep rhyming <laughs> like that. I know. <laughs> do, do, you want to, do you want me to give me answer and then say talking about my guitar until afterwards or uh you know you, well you can work it in there. Cool. Yeah. All right. So All right. Tony, go ahead. All right. So I mean I guess this is always kind of a, a conundrum. You know, if it if, if it's a older instrument that's you know, been played a lot and worn in and worn out sometimes, you know, it's a good guitar. I mean, somebody loved to play it and played it a lot, you know, an old guitar that's, you know, mint condition and put on, been put under the bed for 40 years to me is either the, the, the player didn't know what they were doing or didn't play it, or it's not a great guitar. The shiny brand new one is nice too, but I think I'm going to go with the with the with the older vintage piece that's beat up a little bit, and for a number of reasons. One, you know, for what I just said, if if it's been beat up and played a lot, it's probably a good sounding and playing instrument. And two, um, I won't have to worry about scratching it or dropping it or bumping it uh, while playing it, and then having a big. Let's tear be form. honest, Tony. You don't worry about that anyway, based on what's going <laughs> okay. on in your shop. <laughs> But I do put all my guitars in hard shell cases. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's one layer of protection. But no, I think I I think I, I'm going with the uh, with the older piece. And um I think that to me that's just more my style. Yeah. All right. Joe, how about yourself? Oh, this is a dead easy one for me. I'm taking an old beat up battered vintage been through the ringer guitar. Uh if I can make his cast your minds back to our last episode. The uh, would you rather on that was the Joan Jet? Um, oh yeah, maker. yes. It's either in the beat up condition that's been modified or the brand new vintage correct version. Well, not long after that show, I went to the London International Guitar Show as for the very first time as Hello Sailor Effects. I had my own booth and all, all that stuff, uh, and I was dying to get round and have a look at all the guitars, and I didn't get a chance until the very very end. And the guys with me were all laughing, thinking I was going to buy like some vintage Les Paul Junior because I'm obsessed with them. And I went round all the shops, all the stores there, and I seen an old melody maker. So um, it was literally a shell of itself. It had two P90s in it. It had one of them Leo Kwan badass bridge things uh, on it. I don't know if you've seen them. Oh, Horrible yeah. looking thing. Um, when I got it down, it had been oversprayed with black, like rattle can black into a base shape sort of. Um, and the, the, the back of the headstock had been sprayed, so I couldn't see the, the, the date stamp. And the tuners, in fact, the tuners were held on with one screw. You know, it's like the, the uh. on the side type things. Um, yeah, it was held in with one screw, but it was still, you know, when you strum it, it was ringing. And I was like, I'm getting this. I actually bought it off Joe Brandon from the Guitar Nerds. Uh. It was in- <laughs> oh, yeah, Joe. So shout out to him. It's Harlequin Guitars. Uh, they do like Japanese imports. Great guitar shop. Um, but I, I strummed this thing once and I was like, I'm buying it. So I bought it on the spot. I thought it's a nice memento for my first show. I'm a massive Billy Gibbons fan, so it's kind of like his melody maker. And 
the question about the drone jet thing. I was like, it's perfect. So I took it back up to the, to the stand and all the lads are like, come on, let's see what you bought. I opened it up and they're all looking at me like, what is that piece of crap? <laughs> but I got it home. It, it, was a nine, I, it was sold to me as a 61, 1961 Melody Maker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got it back and, and I stripped out the electrics. It had like a P100 uh, pickup in it and stuff and put all my own stuff in. And as for the spray paint, I took some real fine wet and dry and removed all of this rattle can and I had the most beautiful burst ever. Lacquer ah. checking, wear marks, you know, the back of their neck is perfect. And when I got to the serial number, I was fortunate enough to save it. And it's actually a 1960, a late on 1960. Nice. So second production melody maker. And that thing just resonates. You know, when you you strum it, it's, it's almost acoustic, you know? Playing yeah. real, I mean, I've got a, a Patrick James Eggle make on special. Fantastic guitar, real nice guitar. Well better than I deserve. And then I play my Melody Maker, which looks like I've just found it in a dumpster for you American guys or a bin if you're, uh, if you're <laughs> UK. And, and it's just, it sounds bright, lively. It feeds back. You know, it's just, it's everything that I want in a guitar. Nice big neck. Uh, and yeah, so I, I'm picking, in answer to your question, I'm picking the old Beatle one because they're always better. Yeah. That is a pretty r- fantastic looking guitar. Um, you guys can go check that out on, on Joe's Instagram on Hello Sailor Effects. Uh, Jared, how about yourself? Uh, super easy one. Uh, definitely the older, uh, war in, I mean, nothing's better when you, uh, grab a guitar off the stand at a guitar show and you, you know, you put your hand on the neck and you, oh, you know, you run it up and down the neck and it's like. I'm trying to avoid any lewd comments. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But when it feels right, it feels right. And, and basically the guitar to me is a whole new, um, it's like a, when I see an old used guitar like that, it's like cleansing the palate, you know, it's like you can do anything you want to the guitar from that point on and it's not going to kill the value. Yeah. You know, if you buy something that's been painted on or refinished or just, beat to crap um uh, you know altered around somebody put a bunch of parts on it thinking it would make it so much better but it you know it was already great to begin with so yeah that's that's a good that i'm definitely going for that give me something i can work with and give me something i can have uh my buddies paint uh speedboat purple you know <laughs> <laughs> so that's where i'm at ah, that's cool uh, this is a really tricky one because um, I think if I'm getting it, if it if it's like a gift thing, um, part of me is thinking that, like, just for my own personal self, I've never had a new guitar that's just ever been mine. Hmm. Um, all of my guitars have been used, and I, when I say all of them, I don't have that many. So it's like the idea of and with so many you know builders out there that we've even talked to i think i'd go for the new one i love the idea of going to the shows we all do that that's why we get we get anxious and we get excited when we walk into what you know a guitar show or even just hell opening up reverb or craigslist or whatever used um you know uh, platform for guitar for guitar gear is out there it's 
it's like, Ooh, what am I going to find something? Am I going to find something that I fall in love with? Am I going to find something that no one else has that I can get first? That's exciting. Yeah. Let me support you on that too. Cause I, I've gotten the brand new things from the store as well. And there is a really good feeling of knowing that you're the first guy to put the, the first, it's like a new car. You get to put, put the first miles on that guitar. So that guitar is going to, um, you know, morph into, into your, your own personality over time. Yeah. I think, I think there's a lot of value in that as well. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't even have to be from the store. I mean, stores, you know, Whatever I mean, we can go from the stores, right. but, but order just, it straight from whoever. Yeah, straight from the builder. I think that's yep. you know, I think that's that's an exciting thing. Um, but yeah, I I wouldn't sneeze at either one of them, so I don't <laughs> think any of us would, and that's why we you know that's why that's a tough question. So, mm-hmm. uh, excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, Todd, I hope you enjoy the brand spanking new Squire Stratocaster that Jared and I are getting you <laughs> for your big birthday. <laughs> oh my, thank you. Brand new from the store. I think I had a tiny one, one of them, uh, and big wiggly sticks on it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that was fun. Uh, this whole thing's been fun, doggone, and that's why we do it. So, uh, how about me, Todd? How about I, me, ooh, Tony? Ooh. Let's get you ooh, to uh, ooh, ooh, do ooh, your ooh. thing. Step up to the mic. Spotlight oh. on Tony. Oh, thank you. The audience oh. draws to a hush. Todd, did I ever tell you that I really appreciate you? No. Okay. Probably won't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> at this point of the show, <laughs> at this point of the show, we like to thank a special group of people. These are our executive producers, and our executive producers are growing and growing. And this week, we have a brand new executive producer. Now, you might be wondering how you can become one. Head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple different levels in which you can participate and become a sponsor, a patron of this very, very podcast. You guys help make it all possible. That's right. So, in honor of having a new executive producer, let's start from our newest and work our way backwards. Uh, we'd like to thank our new executive producer, 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 Mr. Is it Elad 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 Mazari? The 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 jury's out on that. He said, "Have fun." Uh, <laughs> Have fun pronouncing that. And I said, is it a long E or a soft E? So let's just say it both ways. And then one one of them will be right. And uh, yes. Mizrahi. Mizrahi. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Uh, Also, thanks to Rob Saxby, Gary Cooper, Douglas King, David Rancho, Jason Rausch, John Jackson, John Williams, Ty Carmen, Richard Kendall, James Pennington, Liam Martin, Matt Hart. James White, Brett Alexander, Justin Jones, Doug Gann, John Esterly, Chris Heidel, Brad Partridge, Tyler Bray, John Anglin, Anthony Lanthrop, Johnny Knowles, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Brian Robison, Ken Sayers, Michael Van Zant, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Chris Kearney, John Daly, Martin Cliff, and Tom Barazin. Yep. Yeah. 
But wait, there's more. We have oh, just a step up from our executive producers. We like Ooh. to call them our Ronda Poobas. The club on the skyscraper. Oh, yes. At the, the top. The penthouse suite. So... In addition to all this great stuff, these grand poobas get a special fez to wear as a, just kind of an th- extra thank you. So these special thanks to these grand poobas, Mr. Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Cody Lane, Cody Foster, Sean S. Yes. Tommy Manasco, Mark Garton, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Tim Nowak, and Tyler Raines. Thank you, thank you, thank you, each and every one of you. Guess what, Tony? What? They just had their name read on the thing. Oh, I forgot to ask what happens in addition to all the great stuff. Thank you, Jared. (laughs) Hey, can't miss it. Well done, everybody. Joe, we were thrilled to have you back on the show and welcome you back anytime, my friend. Um, Where can people find you? Mainly Instagram. That's, That's the best platform for me. If you've got any questions, comments... Or even just to drop in and say hello and talk gear. I'm, I'm all over that. Fantastic. Awesome. Tony? Head over to pickguardian.com. You can see some of the stuff that I offer. Uh, it's available for sale on the website. But by and large, what I do is custom, custom work. So shoot me an email. Let me know what you need. I will be very happy to take care of you. And mm-hmm. if you want to check out some of uh, some of the projects that we've talked about here on the show, go over to my Instagram, which is PickGuardian and the number one. Awesome. Jared? Oh, yes. If you uh, have any pickups that are broken, no worries. Send them to Brandon Wound Pickups. BrandonWoundPickups.com. Go to the website. Check it out. Um, <clears throat> I sell a lot of, uh, pickups too, like joys, joys, noiseless jazz masters <laughs> and, uh, PAF style, you P90s know, nineties are out of control. P90s, out of control, all that kind of awesome stuff. So check out all those stuff, all those things. And then, uh, also watch the rewind time with Brandon Wild pickups, uh, go to the Instagram to look at a bunch of cool, weird stuff I've done in the past. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Jared, uh, you can drop me an email, Todd at the guitar knobs.com. You can also send me a DM on Instagram at guitar knobs. We'd love to hear from you. We need some would you rathers. And um, we are really just very grateful that we got to talk to Joe before he takes off for a whole year to serve his country. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, hey, everybody out there. Have a fantastic guitar week and subscribe. Yeah. Uh, follow a, oh God, I've lost my train of thought there. I'm going to clap that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was sort of serendipitous that Jared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can hear it in the- <laughs> <laughs> Finish up now your eating can. and let's get it done, or else I'm, I'm done. Gonna... Okay, I'm good. Done. My last couple <laughs> of nuts. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> Joe, I know this is riveting. Thank you. Okay, so I, <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> if I could get a, a couple words strung together, this would be great. Uh, you're throwing a wrench in the whole idea. Exactly. A spanner. Hey, everybody. 
Let's take a uh, four or five minute break. Oh, okay. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> do? That was a terrible start because I lost myself. <laughs> I'll have another clap. Hey, it sounds like me. <laughs> well, I started talking. I was like, what the hell am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's me every day. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where did I start on? I spent lost me train the fourth then waffling on. Uh, well, Tony, are you there? I am here. Hello, Todd. <laughs> where, where, where did I start on? I spent lost me train the fourth then waffling on. Well, that's it for these knobs please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash theguitarnobs. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, Four on the Floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitarnobs. Catch you next time.